So right now, the big question, um, is it possible that the two BC teens could have crossed thousands of miles on foot or a stolen vehicle or tra- whatever? Thousands of miles under the watchful eye of, oh, I don't know, police, military, hundreds of people, watchful eye of the media. Could they somehow have gotten so far ahead of the searchers and the RCMP that they're now in Ontario? Because there are reports, none of them confirmed. I mean, it's important. They are not confirmed that the two men were seen in a suspicious vehicle in Kapuskasing. And according to one bystander, a construction worker, this bystander says he told them he had just had a gun pulled on him by someone, two people that he believed were the BC teens. We were stopped by a road worker and I rolled my window down and the road worker began to tell us that uh, he stopped a white car and uh, the window was rolled down and apparently the suspects pulled a gun on him and flipped him off and so he let them go because he was scared I suppose and he apparently contacted police right away and he was still shaking when he was talking to us. So Global News spoke to that bystander, and again, none of this has been confirmed. These are just witness comments. But the OPP say the sighting is being looked into, and in their latest update at around 5.17, they confirmed that the construction worker had reported to them that he believed it was the two suspects. So let's bring uh, Jim Van Allen into this conversation, retired detective sergeant, OPP officer with uh, not only the behavioral science unit, also a criminal profile, cr- criminal profiler, and uh, also works with Investigative Solutions Network. He joins us now from BC. Hey, Jim. Hi, Alex. How are you? All right. Well, you know, we're just rolling with the punches, which I think is going to become a theme, unless these guys are caught at some point, of just these sightings now. It's like we're going to hear these sightings. How much, in your experience, how much, um, you know, credence do you give this? Well, you, you can't until the police verify it, and, and I'd be very interested in uh, knowing that they have verified the information from that construction worker, but it's uh, it's obviously very interesting. It, it's certainly uh is an apparent link to these two people that are uh, on the run. They have a gun. They're in a, a car. They're staying to the north. It's it's going to be something spontaneous like this that gets them caught, uh, whether it's uh, an interaction with a member of the public or they're um, caught uh, committing a secondary theft, like a mm-hmm. theft of gas or a break-in, something like that, stealing another vehicle. But... Uh, for time and distance, I see this as being entirely possible that they could have made it to uh, the campus gazing area. Okay, because that would have led me to my next question is, uh, you know, would would that particular area make sense and why? Well, they've got a general pattern of heading east. They have a tendency to stay north in more uh, uh, less traveled routes. And, and that's certainly uh, what they're doing. Uh, if they slipped out of Gillum uh, in another stolen car, they could have easily traveled that distance in that time, especially if they're traveling at night when there's not that many um, uh, police officers out on actual patrol. I was a little bit surprised when the, the vehicle in Gillum was burned, and I thought, why are they doing that if they don't have uh, their next transportation lined up? Uh, if this is verified, apparently they did or already had the second car and and they slipped out quickly. 
Right, which tells me, and something we've been questioning is, is it possible, Jim, that they were days ahead of the RCMP? I mean, because that's what, if in fact they're in Ontario, um, you know, it appears that the RCMP, like they were just nowhere near looking in Gillum, Manitoba for where these guys were. Well, well, the the RCMP knows they were in Gillum, and they had to. They were they were uh, obligated to to get in and and search as uh, thoroughly as they did. And my hats off to them. But unfortunately, they may have slipped out, and and that's the nature of a manhunt. You have to wait for the next sighting and get in as quick as you can with whatever's most appropriate: a helicopter, a K nineteen, um, patrol vehicles, airplane, something like that. Right, and this report, yeah, and this report came in around ten forty this morning, as we understand. Uh-huh. Um, and so, obviously, every news vehicle in Ontario is rushing now to Capascasing. I'm sure searches and all sorts of things will be taking place over the next couple of hours. But what, in the immediate steps now, has to happen? Because you can't just blow off these um, reports or these tips, and that becomes very challenging for the police, is what is substantiated, what is not, where should they be putting their resources. The challenge is they can't ignore any, so they have to put uh, manpower into it. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, yes, and uh, once verified, they're going to be setting up, uh, I would say, some perimeters. Uh, There's very uh, restricted uh, travel routes through that area, so they, you know, they can block east and west. They should be blocking where Highway 11 comes down in a southerly trek, uh, direction towards Timmins and North Bay. Um, uh, they would best know the uh, other secondary travel routes in the area, uh, places to watch. Um, uh, they're going to notify all the detachments, and they're going to have right now people uh, with their eyes peeled for an outer province white car with two occupants in it that's going to be uh, uh, a real key once they've decided uh, they're acting on verified information sure and and obviously they'll f- fuel their pursuit assuming they're still uh, on the run uh, with um, you know crimes of, of opportunity whether they hit a car or a store they'll steal what they need to get um, and supplies they need if they hit cottages or, or empty shelters whatever that's what they'll keep uh, doing what's the best though I mean in your experience where would the best place for them to go continue moving east or do they want to get themselves into an urban center where they're uh, amongst millions of people and they can kind of blend in I don't think they're going to be going to, um, you know, coming to Toronto type of thing. Uh, I think that uh, they're going to continue bunny hopping from town to town. This isn't an extensive plan. They don't have their final destination book. They're, they're not making reservations. They're going day by day, hour by hour, and just trying to avoid the police. Uh, and for some reason, they've got it in their heads, maybe because they're from the West Coast. Let's head east. And they're there are three quarters across the country now. Yeah, well, I mean, are you surprised? I mean, most people thought that this would be kind of, uh, you know, wrapped up and, and finished at this point. We'd have them in, in custody. Are you surprised at the length of this? No, not really, because uh, it's those sightings, and they've been lucky. They've had luck on their side, and maybe they're traveling at night. And those highways are pretty empty at night when you're up there, and uh Truckers are out, but they don't know what to look for. Uh, the 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 public is is looking. I'm sure the public has their eye peeled, but we have to be in a position that we tell them what to look for. If everybody's looking for this white car with two males in that general area, that's going to be a good thing. Get a quick nine one one call. Direct the police in. 
hopefully we make uh, the police will make a contact with them and then uh, you, you can set up perimeters and try and contain them that way. Meanwhile, what a nightmare for the families of those who were killed. Um, you know, their their stories and their heartbreak has been shoved to the back page as the manhunt and these these evil guys continue dominating the news coverage. And it, and as you well know, being an officer, uh, they really are an afterthought, which is not the way it should be. But sadly, um, you know, it just adds to their grief. Yeah, it certainly does. Victims' families are never an afterthought in a big investigation like this, but uh, with this amount of news uh, coverage, it, it can't help but yeah. uh, reach them and, and make them feel bad. But uh, they'll never have closure. Their lives have changed forever. Um, but uh, hopefully this will conclude within a reasonably short period of time. I suspected two weeks from uh, the get-go when they were um, uh, escaping from uh, Alberta, and we're still within that, that time frame, hopefully Hopefully it'll be soon. Well, hopefully you put some money on it and you got a pool going and you're the winner. But, uh, Jim, I appreciate your insight and we will reach out to you again. Thank you, Alex. That is Jim Van Allen. He'll be watching this certainly carefully and uh, has a lot of good insights. So we'll wait and see. We're going to continue uh, chasing this. Global News, obviously, covering this uh, with a lot of resources. So we'll um, keep an eye on it and see other reports coming out tonight, whether we can get it actually substantiated.